Good evening, Rock Harbor Church. Good to see everybody gathered here tonight. Good to see young faces. We've, uh, sorry for the delay. We've got some issues with the uh, electronics. There's always some sort of problem with electronics, but I think we've got it figured out, and it's just not going to work tonight. So we're, we're going to continue on. Uh, if, you've got a, if you've got a prayer request, let it be known at this time, and we're going to pray for these individuals. Anyone got something on their heart tonight? I need prayer for Jimmy. All right, unspoken request right here. Anyone else? Yeah. Um, my brother's cancer treatments aren't working, so okay. he's getting back reported. All right, let's remember this. Any others? My mom and stepdad are moving down here, and just want a smooth transition. It hasn't been smooth, but it's turning around in the name of Jesus. All right, man. <laughs> Believe in it too, brother. I can always be praying. Okay, appreciate that, man. Keep praying for TJ. Okay. Make sure he's healed and out of the hospital. Remember TJ. Any others? One Lord in prayer. Waylon. Praise report. Got a lot of prayers for this little baby right here, and he's doing good. All right. Hey, he's holding a little praise. Good. Good to hear. Good to hear. Just remember uh, Sister Judy tonight. Still got a lot of struggles going on there. Just remember her. Before we pray, any others? Okay. Just my family. Family. Hey, that's a good one. Deal. You got if you if you got family and need prayer tonight, oh, see your hand. Okay. We all got family and need prayer. Okay. Father, you know these situations tonight. Father, you've seen the hands raised, you see the names that have been mentioned. God, you see all the needs. Father God, you're in need meeting. And Father, we bring these things to you tonight, Lord, and we just ask for your hand in every situation, every sick body. We we speak healing. Father God, every complicated situation, we pray it work to be worked out. Father God, I, I pray for the things, God, that even weren't mentioned, Father God, that some have, have held close to, the, close to themselves, Lord, tonight. I, I pray for them, Lord. And Lord, we just come into agreement as we've been speaking about, Father, unity and, and one accord tonight, Lord God. We come into agreement, Father, for your will to be done in the service tonight. And Father, we just pray your, your anointing upon the word as it comes forth. Bless our pastor, Lord God. And, Father, we just look forward to a, a great night and a great time in your spirit, Father God, and enjoying everything that you have to offer, Father. We just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. All right. Since you're set now, we'll stand back up. Get a little exercise. You can't we understand? Just hold your Bible up. Everybody ready? This is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. I will walk in it. I will walk in it. I'll abide by it. I'll abide by it. I'll adhere to it. I'll adhere to it. And I'll stand upon it. For it is my strength. It is my strength. It is my power. And it is my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. Okay, we're going to have a discussion tonight on uh, just a biblical discussion of course on a subject that uh, just come to me and I've kind of been contemplating on it for a while and kind of searching and researching and thinking a lot about it and uh, simply entitled Righteous Reasoning. What in the world is Righteous Reasoning? 
First of all, what's righteous? Godly. Godly. First part of the word gives it away. Right. Simplified ought to say doing what's right, okay? We can go further and say doing what's right in the eyes of God as Christians and believers. That's what we're supposed to do now. True righteousness, and I don't want anybody to get this confused, comes through the cross because Christ brought the new covenant righteousness uh, to those who would believe and accept Him. Uh, but the Bible, in speaking of righteousness uh, many times over, is simply talking about doing what's right. Doing God right things. Well, what's unrighteousness? Doing the wrong things. Uh, unrighteous things, and, and if you really look at it, and this is something I've done, uh, we're going to be talking about the entirety of this thing tonight. Not that we could ever go through it in a short session. I mean, it would take years to really go through this Bible and try to dissect it and learn it and understand it and, and get it. But what I'm talking about is a totality of this word. It's a book of righteousness. It's a book of God's instructions to man to do what's right. To not do what is not right. Now, first thing probably somebody might have in their mind tonight, well, nobody's right. True. Uh, Romans 3 says there's none righteous, not one. Uh, all men have come short of the glory of God and, uh, and have sinned. But as models or exhibits or examples of believers in God uh, Christians that had accepted Christ as Lord and Savior were called to a state of doing what's right okay does anybody want to disagree with that it'd be easily disagreed with folks because all you got to look around and there's a weird distortion going on today as to far as what this says uh -huh. and there's a again a distorting of reasoning that people have that they may have this but they distort what's in this and try to make it benefit for whatever cause they've got or whatever idea they've got or whatever mission they've got I could say a lot of things here tonight but as Christians we need to understand what righteous reasoning is now what's reasoning how many times do you reason every day What's required in reasoning? Thought. What? Thought. Thought and what else? Thought plus decision comes out, you know, it's all working together to reason. What are we reasoning? This may sound simple tonight, but if we're going to be righteous reasoners, then what are we talking about? Everything goes through here that we do. Every action we commit goes through here, right? How do we know that? What did I just do? What, my, what caused me to raise my hand? I had a thought, didn't I? And I raised my hand. I chose to be here tonight. I reasoned to be here tonight. You did too. We reasoned more times in a day than what we could ever probably try to count. And what we've got to understand is the things we do have been reasoned either for right or for unright. Whatever calculations and concoctions we might come up with, uh, and many could probably even try to justify their own deeds and such by using some kind of a twist of this word by distorting it distorted reasoning right reasoning is straight and true it's not distorted 
Do you know what distorted means? I want to clarify that. What does distorted mean? Make them no, no avail, no good. Changing the effect of or the view of, twisting it, uh, making it look different than what it's supposed to look. We say many times we believe in this word front to back, right? All in between. This is the word of God. It, it's it's the, the word of God that is unchangeable, right? Now th this is discussion material tonight, so we're going to give opportunity here to comment. Uh, I said what I did in the beginning, not any particular scriptures, but just this, okay? Starting off, just this. What does this mean to us? What does the Word of God mean to you? Do you think it should affect your reasoning? Yes. To a point that you do what's right? And that we should, in every attempt, try not to do what is unright? A lot of room for self-evaluation here. And when we really get the concept that God is a God of righteousness, He's a God that laid this out in the absolute, in the ultimate of the truth. Uh, it's referred to as light, uh, the rule of God, the commandments of God, the, the precepts of God. Uh, everything that God put in this word is absolutely from front to back is right. God will never lead us wrong. If we get in wrong territory, it's not God that led us there. It's us, okay? The importance then of knowing this word, right? How can we be right if we don't know the foundation of right? How can we do right if we don't know what right is? So Brother John, it's, it's stupid. It's simple what right is. Let me tell you, it can get real complicated. As simple as it may sound, people's description and definition of right can really get twisted. Why well, I believe in a big way the church of this generation that we're living in is being called back to the entirety of this word, to what is right, what is righteous, what is true, what is the absolute. Everything in our life should be built off of this. This is a square book, and I'm only saying this. It could be round, but it's square. But for purpose of the lesson tonight, this is the cornerstone. This is what we build off of. This is what we build our lives off of. This is what we build our families off of, our relationships off Amen. of, our businesses, our jobs, our, our uh, uh, everything that we do, our, everything uh, that relates to us as humans, as Christians, we build off of this, or at least we should. There's an obedience factor involved. I'll be the first to admit this. You can stray off of it and do whatever you want to do, but just because you stray off, don't change this. It stays square, it stays plumb, and it stays true, and it stays absolute. And this is going to be the measuring device one day. We're going to be judged by the Word. So, knowing it is key. So, somebody tell me the importance. I've been all over this already, but in your view, what is the importance of, the, of knowing the Word of God? Okay. saying it wrong you got to know it to see if it's being manipulated a famous 
confirmed by David what did he say thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee sin becomes what unrighteousness not what's right what's unright what is not right David said if I put your word in my heart it's a whole lot less likely for me to be unrighteous and I'm more than likely going to be righteous if your word's in my heart see when right is in your heart and the more right you put in your heart the more right you apply to your life every step you take every breath you take and this is something you can absolutely do I'll argue with anybody don't tell me that you just have problems that you can't get over and you can't fix and, and you're just the way you are you can be right because right here we're given the means to be right we're given the means to walk in truth to live the life that God has created for us to live anybody disagree with that anybody want to comment on it alright what's it mean to somebody to know this word somebody tell us Go ahead. The biblical right has to be more important than our opinion of right. That's good. <clears throat> has to be. Yeah. Explain that. Well, it seems like today everybody has an opinion. And then kind of what you were saying before, that's everybody's version. Everybody has a version of what they believe is right about all these things, you know, that go on in the world and all these situations. But if we look at the if we go by the biblical definition of right, which is that righteousness that you're thinking of then that's always going to be our rule of thumb to gauge our life by. But if we're always run by opinions, then we're never going to be able to fall into true righteousness. There's good. no way. We can't. Good. Very good. Good point. Somebody else? Let's throw some generic terms in. Close is good enough. Where in the world did that come from? What's that? Think about it. What's that? Close is good enough. Is that an opinion? Sure it is. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have that opinion. Is close good enough? When you have the opportunity to do otherwise? Uh, a little bit doesn't hurt. A little bit of what? A little bit of sin doesn't hurt? Think about it. You could, you could throw some more in here. When we're talking about righteousness and doing what's right, the little foxes that are always present trying to distort and give us fodder, so to speak, to do everything but right, if we don't know the word, then we're probably going to lean their direction before long, okay? So the righteousness and the reasoning that we again do every day multiple times if you're going to be a Christian absolutely has to be filtered through the word of God if you're going to be successful in it you've got to use the word to let it work in your life and, and know what is right by the word of God because it's the only instrument on this earth in this world that can guide you in exact rightness right. now I'm not preaching perfection here because we know we're not perfect. The Bible tells us that. Uh, nobody's perfect, I'll add, no, not one. But there's a pursuit that we should be about, uh, first of all, to edify ourselves and then to edify others. And there's a huge element here that if we take the world's perspective of what's right, we're going to be all fouled up and bogged down because they have absolutely got it twisted. The atmosphere in the world today 
it's flip-flop and this is actually scriptural what's wrong is right and what's right is wrong and that's the concept today the instrument and the institution on earth that's got to stand up against that is nothing but the church and if the church doesn't have the empowerment the knowledge the understanding of God's word the Bible tells us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and understanding there's people all over this world that know a whole lot more than I do but they're fools because they're not wise really yes just because a person has nothing but knowledge and a lot of it does not make them wise right makes you wise as you work it and experience it and and apply it I'm talking about the right out of God's Word it's an application of life and an application to the things of life that we iron sharpens iron we sharpen ourselves and we sharpen others by the righteousness of God through righteous reasoning so when I am rolling something around in my head or a thought comes to me or whatever it is, the thing that I need to use is this right here. This is my road map, right? This is what I do, right? I hope you can agree with me tonight. This is what we do, right? Amen. Why? What difference does it make? There's another general question. What difference does it make? What difference does it make if we operate in what's right or we don't want to operate in what's right? What difference does it make? A whole lot, right? Somebody comment. Eternal difference, absolutely. What about here? What about the now? What's that? I say most definitely. Yeah. Sure. If we have to stay on the, the, the right path and if we're not following the Word of God, we're not going to be righteous and we're not going to be on the, the right path and it's not going to lead us to where we want to go which is yeah. to heaven yeah. right leads you to further advancements in right and it's not like we're trying to work towards some kind of degree that we can show everybody to look I'm right no this is to honor and glorify God that's why we, we work towards righteousness not salvation kind of righteousness because we can't work for that I'm talking about the kind of right that is right doing right, living right, uh, whatever it is that we might be dealing with. You know, biblically, uh, Solomon in Proverbs speaks uh, a lot about those who carry false balances. And what this were in the days of old, in commerce, as in trade, merchants would carry little scales with them with a, a, uh, a known uh, weight as to something that they were trying to sell but they would mess with it or manipulate it and make it to their advantage and the scales were not fair so it was unfair or unbalanced scales and he talked a lot about that and I'll say the truth is the truth is the truth Amen. but the truth can be distorted right the truth can be put into scales and, and many people do this because the purpose, the sole purpose usually is to benefit their initiative. Okay? Do I need to clarify that? You know what I'm talking about. Whatever your means or your purpose, your initiative is, most 
balance problems or, or scale problems, most of the time, if you're not operating in righteousness, it's going to be for the best of your outcome, not the other one. All right? And our world's inundated with that. Everybody's out for nobody but themselves. Right? What's true right then in that aspect? What is the real right thing? Instead of being all about yourself and all for yourself and selfish and stingy, what's the opposite of that? What is the right part of that? Is there one? What's the Bible? We ought to know. The Bible tells us. It's to be what? Giving, compassionate, merciful, forgiving. There's another one. They did it. I don't have to forgive them. We'll just separate and go from there. Really? Is that what the Bible says? What's right? Forgiveness. Why? Why is that important? You want to be forgiven, you got to forgive. And the Word tells us... Let's talk about it a little bit. Why? What, what do you think are the reasons? And there's probably not a lot of them. What do you think the reasons are that people just won't forgive? Pride. Pride? Pride for what? For itself. Just can't go there, can you? What else? Feelings hurt. Feelings hurt? Yeah. Okay. Didn't want to be wrong. Didn't want to be wrong. Okay. Good. So you could go a lot of there's some, like I said, it's all this right here because we can take this a long ways tonight when we're talking about doing right. And again, it may sound like it's completely elementary and this is child stuff. Well no it yeah, child of God stuff. Because we need to know. We need to know and understand how we're supposed to function. Truth, righteousness, what's good, what's fair. What about kind of in the same perspective of the false balance, what what about sometimes when we're on the losing end? You ever been on the losing end of a deal? The unprofitable end? What are we supposed to do? If we give somebody our word in a deal, what are we supposed to do? Honor. Honor. Well, what if something happens and we kind of we're on the losing end here? We made a deal, we made an agreement, we signed a contract. I give my word to somebody, looked in somebody's eye, and I said, "This is what we'll do." And you find yourself, "Uh oh, I'm going to be the one at loss here." What's the proper right thing to do? Take the hit. Take the hit. Come on. What's the first inclination? I'll fix this because I ain't coming out on the losing end of this thing. Right. There is more contractual breakage in this society we're living in today than you could even begin to believe. I'm talking about people tell people they're going to do something. They promise they'll do it. I'm talking about people that sign documents and all this. They make agreements. They make arrangements. And they never hold to them. Yeah. Or when when trouble comes up and they see that they're going to be at loss, then they're not going to accept that and they're going to do everything they can that they come out on the winning end. Scripture tells us if that's the case, we got to take the hit. we take the loss, okay? I'm being scriptural here. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, go ahead. Can we use taxes as an example? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a big one. That's an error. Yeah. A big one. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of people that find it convenient to be dishonest on their taxes when they find out they're going to come out on the bad end. Yes, sir. 
and say, well, we'll botch this, we'll, we'll fix this. Distort we'll it. Distort mm -hmm. that word. And that little reasoner goes to work, don't it? Yeah. Uh -huh. And then I'm, and I'm, I'm using taxes because that's one of the more viable ways to do things behind closed doors and make adjustments without anybody knowing. But it's just the government. They got big pockets. What's it going to hurt? <laughs> what's it going to hurt? It ain't going to hurt them. But what's it going to hurt? It's going to hurt you. Yes, sir. It doesn't matter who the victim is. It's the same difference. That's a good point you made. That's that, that's real good because that's a huge area. Uh, I mean that that could go right up to dealing with relationship, right? We got to be right in our relationships, right? Amen. Spousal relationships, home relationship, friend relationship, church relationships. My dad always told me, I, I remember his dad telling him this, that's where he got it. Your word is your honor. Uh -huh. Amen. Your word is your honor. If you cannot be right in your word, then you're not going to have any honor, and not before long, other people are going to see that. Yes, and then you're going to have problems in all your dealings. And it's amazing how little tidbits of advice like that stick with you through the years. I've uh, had a lot of experiences and uh, tried to deal with people who were in downright arguments over agreements and just as wrong as they could be and they would not accept for one second that they were wrong, declaring they were right and all the evidence was there. You're wrong, you're wrong, just admit it. And they could not do that. Couldn't do it. Even if you are wrong, and you, what are you supposed to do? Is there anything wrong with just admitting and getting the thing over with? I know people that have been in feuds for years. They will not admit they were wrong and they were dead wrong. Anybody ever hear of the Hatfields and McCoys? Yeah. That was a real, two real families. I believe it's Kentucky or Tennessee for years and years. They were literally killing each other because of one disagreement from Grandpa way back 100 years ago. Because it would not let it go. Just wouldn't do what's right. Doing what's right always wins out. Is it going to hurt me? It might. You might lose a few bucks. You might lose a little face. And that's a fear of many people. If I admit I'm wrong, I'm going to lose face. If you do it with a genuine heart, you're not going to lose face. You're probably going to be appreciated and respected. Anybody got a comment? comes along with them old horse traders. I know my dad traded one time some horses for a mule. And that mule liked to kill by my, what I call my grandpa. He got him pinned up in there in the stable and about kicked him to death. Matter of fact, the doctor said he wouldn't live six months, but he lived about 30 something years after that. But that uh, he took it he went on um, wasn't long until they had a whole team yeah the uh, Psalms 111.10 I want to read this to you I mentioned this already it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom 
a good understanding have all they that do his commandments his praise endureth forever a good understanding do all they that do his commandments what do you have to have before you have understanding you got to have something to understand it goes back to the word do you understand the word do you understand the principles of the word do you understand that the word is a book of right Amen. not a book of do as I want to do or what I want to do or whoever I want to do whatever it doesn't change and this very instrument that we preach out of and teach out of and read and look at is the very instrument that we're going to line up with one of these days or not line up with what other perspectives are we looking at here as far as, as view that others may have because righteousness is kind of attached to the same term as Christian. I'm a Christian, or I'm righteous. <coughs> how does that affect how people see us as individuals when we're doing everything but right or other things than right? How does that affect people? You, you lose trust. You lose sometimes relationships. You lose a lot of things when when uh, if you're not walking in righteousness and you're walking in unrighteousness then there's there's a lot of things that is lost okay but when you're walking in the truth and in right it's like additional trophies will attach themselves to you God trophies God blessings God honors righteousness right Amen. but he does not honor unrighteousness he honors what's right uh, the Bible tells I believe it's Solomon in Proverbs said uh, they, they that are righteous are the tree of life or, or the fruit of, fruit of the tree of life. What a statement. Uh, we have effect, right? Okay. I want to share another couple of scriptures. Um, Somebody got a comment while I'm looking. Well, the Bible says good understanding and get knowledge. But you got to read the word with understanding. And the way you do that, if you don't understand it, it's praise that you can't understand it. You helped me find my verse by saying that. Here it is. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not into thine own understanding. Trust is right. Trusting in the Lord is right. If you lean to your own understanding, then you're you're going to veer off because your own understanding is faulty. Uh -huh. It's it's not stable. This is stable. God's word is the exact again and the absolute. It's the foundation of what we reason off of. The decisions we make are tied to reasoning. Then actions come thereafter. That okay. righteous reasoning go places. It does things. It causes effects, whatever they may be. Unrighteous reasoning does the same thing. Causes damage, causes hurt, causes problems. All right. Questions, comments? Yes, sir. Our, our moral compass, morality, uh, founded on the Word of God from our nation. And yes. Good. And a sense of that sense of direction, 
I believe that morality coming from the Word of God has always been that's the that's that right doing that you're speaking of, and, and I'm speaking of the right living, mm-hmm. you know, how to live, live properly. Yeah. That's done through morality, but that morality has a morality giver, and that comes from the Word of God. It comes from the things that He gave mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And so, but I've I've learned that you can't unpack those. You can't unpack morality from the giver. Right. You do that, your country will still fall apart mm-hmm. because it, it's that those moralities that are left up to opinions. You opened that up, and that's something we need to look at today because I think it's 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 known that our nation's in tremendous moral problems. Yes, it, it's it's headed for disaster. Yes, because of unrighteousness. Unrighteousness never has a good reward. The more you persist in it, the worse it's going to be. What's the scripture? Uh, when the righteous reign, the people prosper. More ways than one. And I know you get at political arguments. And now we're in a state at the present time, if you try to voice what's right, you become public enemy number one. Anybody notice that? If you open your mouth to voice the right of God, you're going to get lambasted. And they're going to do everything they can to burn your house down and make sure that you shut your mouth. They don't want to hear it. Isn't that amazing how quick this is happening? The right is really becoming wrong and wrong is becoming right. But the church has got to maintain, the Christians got to maintain, no right's going to stay right. In my life, it's going to be right. My path is going to be right. It's going to be the absolute of God. It's going to be the preciseness of God's word as best I can do. Because that makes all the difference. Every decision I make, everything that I touch, every word I speak, everything I'm about, I've got to weigh it with right. Okay? And in order to do that, I've got to know what right is. I think in a big way, and I hear this all the time, and, and I know it's not bringing the entirety of young people and youth into one wad and saying they're all bad. Not that at all. I'm not even saying they're bad. But they're doing the things they do because they've never been taught what's right. Come on, my man. They don't know what's right. So what are they going to do? They're going to do what's unright to an extreme degree. And we're seeing Chicago had, I forgot how many deaths this weekend by violent shootings by little gang members that are just teenagers didn't have any fathers at home, didn't have this, didn't have, roamed the streets, were let go. They never knew anything that was right. So what are they going to do? What's not right? They didn't have the influence. The Word of God wasn't part of their lives. So now life means nothing. I've seen some of them interview. Life don't mean anything. Somebody else's life doesn't mean one thing to them. It's just a dead body left behind, and I got my trophy, and that's, isn't it? Think about this. The effect that right has on our society and how we need to yearn to be right and to walk in the right of God and the righteousness of God and know that His truth is the the absolute model and the, the foundation and the basis of what we're supposed to live and operate on. It's, you mentioned nation. This used to be a nation of right. The world knew it. Mess for somebody's freedom, we're going to be there. 
We're going to do what's right, which is what? Fight the bully, right? Mm -hmm. And I know such things are not, they're grievous. The kind of things our country's been into over a period of hundreds of years, they've not been pretty. But we've been the nation of right that stands up against evil, okay? Right stands against evil. Right battles evil. Right wants to take down evil. Unrighteousness could care less. Just let it come on. More and more. See, there's a big difference here. Well, what difference can little old me make by doing my best to live right and live the Word of God and really know it and understand it and take its precepts and its statutes and its principles and its ordinances and its commandments and the will of God and model my life with it and walk with it, what difference can I possibly make? What do you think? Somebody tell me. Good statement. And uh, not only that, which that's huge, uh, but people are going to see that you're unbendable. They're not going to break the right in you. Uh, and on the other hand, this may be very well the people that because they see the right or the righteousness in you, they're going to seek that. You're the example. You're the model. You're the you're what they see something in that's different than this thing they're living in. That really, they may not know it, but one out of, okay? That, this is a mess out here. It's a meat grinder. This world's a meat grinder. It'll chew you up, spit you out, and leave you laying by the side because there's steamrollers of unrighteousness every corner, everywhere you look. But the, the, the right of God will always stand against it. On this rock I built my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Right, truth, honesty, purity. Anybody else want to add to comment? We're almost already there. Almost out of time. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the holy is understanding. Knowledge of the holy is understanding. What's the holy? The holy one. Knowledge of God is understanding. When we know God and we we have a relationship with God and we and we understand as much how do we understand God? How, how do we understand God? What avenue do we have to understand God? His word. His word. So if we know Him and understand Him by knowing His word, then how likely are we to do other than what's right? Because this is all about right. Now I've read some wrongs in the Bible, Brother John. Absolutely you have. There's examples. They're there for a reason. This is what happens to people that are unrighteous. This is the end. This is the ultimate hey, they're all over the Bible. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean God's wrong. That meant people were wrong. Uh -huh. 
and they made some very bad decisions that affected their lives, even took their lives many times, and hundreds and thousands of more with them. That's the importance. Imagine that. Responsible for more than we are, right? Uh-huh. I'm responsible for more than me. In what ways? Let's talk about it. What ways am I responsible for more than me? As pastor of this church, I relate to myself. I'm responsible, really, for everybody in here's protection. The best I can. Set it up. We've got it set up. Best we can. I'm responsible for the truth to come out. I don't care who's up here. You up here preaching, you get out of line, get out of the truth, you're going to come down. Okay, that's responsibility. Why? Because you're affecting people. Okay? Everything we do affects somebody else. Every notion we have, every movement we make, every action we do, whether it be good, whether it be bad, affects somebody else. That's why we need to know the ways of God, the understanding of the Lord. This is how God is. This is what His Word says. I apply it to my life and I walk in it. And the more I do that, the more I do it. It's it's uh, uh, increasingly and continually compounding, okay? It's kind of like interest. Compounding interest. I live right for God. I'm going to live right for God some more. And because I live right for God, I want some more right for God, okay? It's simply replacing wrong with right. We all have to do that, don't we? You ever had to get something wrong out of your life? What do you do? You got to put something right back, right? This is what we put back. We learn by the Word of God what's not and what is, what's wrong and what's right. We do away with the wrong and we put in the right, the Word of God. That is what allows us to walk in integrity. There's another word. Right bears integrity. What's integrity? It's your reputation. It's what other people think of you. It's what other people see you as. Honesty. Truth. Keep your word. Do what you say you'll do. A lot of other things. That just comes to mind. People see what you do. You either have integrity or you don't. Okay, very simple. Comment. It said in there when you started out, the righteous would prosper. Mm -hmm. We know we prosper. We don't get rich. Right. Just prosper. Spiritually prosper. You you get rich spiritually. Spiritually. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. Not. Possessions or money, yeah, absolutely. Which is a whole nother lesson, but prosperity in the Bible, many people absolutely I miss it. They, they twist that, it and distort it from what it really intends. I preached that one day over at the nursing home. I said, before I, before I got rich, you know, so and this, you know, so and so. Hmm. Anyway, I said, I'm not, I don't have any money, but I'm rich. And that song came to me. I'm a poor rich man. Oh, yeah. Poor, poor rich man. Isaiah 118. We're going to close here in just a minute. God says, Come now and let us reason together. Saith the Lord, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Do what's right. Always do what's right. And you'll eat the good of the land. Any more comments or questions?
sometimes that'll hurt, but it makes you feel good. Sometimes it does hurt. Absolutely does. And it makes you feel good. Yeah. Exactly. It's rewarding. Anybody else? Teach your kids what's right. Again, I've already mentioned that. If they don't know what's right, they're going they're gonna to go somewhere. They're going to do something. That's your responsibility, by the way. That's okay. well, what I asked Linda yesterday, I think she was. I said, is it too late to change our mind? Let's <laughs> <laughs> move in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've wondered that before. Same uh, thing. Okay, everybody would, let's stand then, we'll prepare to dismiss. Invite somebody to church Sunday. Amen. Doctor, compel them to come in. It's been good. Man, we've had some awesome services and some great things taking place. Amen. Let's keep it going. Keep the Holy Spirit flowing. Okay. Brother Tanner, would you dismiss? Father, we thank you for the word tonight. Father, we need this place, church. Father, we pray for this word to penetrate our hearts continually, Lord. Let us leave this place with the word, God. Let us not leave it here. Father, to help us uh, to meditate on it. Lord, you've been given tonight, Lord. Thank you for the pastor giving us the truth. And Father, we just uh, pray that they keep this church safe, Father God. If there be those that sick, heal them. And God, we just look forward to uh, another time of fellowship and a uh, time in, in the house of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.